Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. It's Christmas! It's coming. It's on the way. Welcome to our Christmas series of Faith in Kids podcasts. Strap yourselves in, get Christmassy. We're doing this large jam. How Christmassy are you feeling? Quite Christmassy. We've had Christmas music, but we've not gone the full Michael Bublé. Because that's when Christmas is really on the way, is when you start listening to that Michael Bublé album. Jam, is it possible that his real name is Michael Bublé? I don't know. It feels like a made-up name, doesn't it? Buble. Really? And would you choose that if you could choose anything? So maybe it's so weird it has to be real. I'd love to know the names he rejected, like Michael Boblet or or Michael Bauble. (gasps) Just stick an A in it and Buble becomes Bauble. I mean, wow. It's not a coincidence. No, it can't be. Jam, let's not mess around. Please, will you give us a whip-around question? In this podcast, we're thinking about going back further than you think. So the whip-around question, we're going back to what year were your parents born and what year were their parents born and see how far back you can go. Ed, have you got a, got a date? Yes. My dad was born just at the start of World War II. So okay. his birth is significant for, for bombs falling in London where he lived. Wow. What was the world like back then? My dad was born in 1944. But his dad was born in 1899. Tell us, Jam. Please tell us something about 1899. Well, this was four years before planes were even invented. And do you know how many cars there were in the UK? There were 15 in 1895. And that had gone up exponentially by 1900 to 800. 800 cars in the whole of great britain isn't that amazing that is so when your granddad was born jam there were about the same number of cars in the whole country as there are in most listeners towns or villages and you couldn't listen to a podcast in the car because the car didn't exist let alone the internet (laughs) and the device and the mp3 code and the computers and everything what an amazing world so why don't you have a think about that get your heads around the world being very different way back when, when your oldest relative you can think of was born. And go!
Okay, I'm sure your parents have loved uh, talking about what things were like when they were kids and how much easier you have it, kids, because back then they didn't even have answering machines and they had to video things off the television, all that kind of stuff. Jam, why are we doing this? Because we are thinking about going back further than you think, because that is what John is going to do in his gospel when it comes to the Christmas story. And that's why we have fun facts that go back further than you think. And because it's Christmas jam, please will you festoon us with fun facts. When did the 2022 Football World Cup begin? Well, three weeks ago is the obvious answer, in about the middle of November. Yes, it would appear that way, but actually go back further and further, not just to the qualifiers, but to the qualifier for the qualifiers. So back on the 6th of June 2019, Mongolia played Brunei in Ulaanbaatar. (laughs) 1,600 people watched that game. They watched Mongolia win 2-0. They scored a crucial away goal in the second leg to go through to Group F, which was won by Japan, which is why they were in the World Cup final. The Football World Cup goes back way further than you think, Ed. Ulaanbaatar in 2019, and if only we had a listener who was there, one of the 1,600 fans. And if you're anywhere near Mongolia, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email. Podcast at faithinkids.org. Mongolia, are you listening? And finally, Ed, do you like Christmas cake? I'm going to say yes. I am a fan of all the ingredients. It's quite heavy, but I do like it. I will eat it with my cup of tea, Jam. Because people often don't like it because it's a fruitcake. Yes. And I know fruitcakes send people in different directions. There's a fruitcake in the world right now that was made a long time ago and you can still eat it. Okay, well, I don't want it to be older than five years old, Jam. Keep going. Ten? Oh, way more. Okay, someone found one under their bed from 50 years ago. It's 143 years old. Julia Ruttinger, who lives just outside Detroit, Michigan, is the proud keeper of the family fruitcake. She's the great-great-great-granddaughter of Fidelia Ford, who baked the cake in 1878. And there were no cars on the road then. (laughs) And apparently they ate a bit live on television a few years ago and it tasted a bit wheaty, but it was was edible. Jam. Yeah. Okay. I mean, don't let that be an inspiration for any of our listeners to sort of secretly hoard your cake under your bed and see how look no good jam thank you the reason we're talking about fun facts that go back beyond imagining is because john's gospel does not start with baby in a manger it doesn't even start with the family tree of jesus it starts at the beginning of time it starts before the beginning of time and we're going to be finding out why Now, it feels to me, Jam, like this could be the start of a whole new slot. We are calling it... Jam on John. Jam, you are a world expert on John's Gospel. Is it right to say, Jam, you know more about John's Gospel than any other book of the Bible? All of these statements are very worrying. I've read quite a lot of books about the Gospel of John, and I've even done a show about it called Water Into Wine. Let me just give you three little fun facts to get us going. John's Gospel was written later than the other three Gospels. The other three Gospels being, of course, Ed. Matthew, Mark and Luke. That's right. So his Gospel was written a bit later. So it's a bit like 
thinking back to a football match you saw a few years ago and it suddenly feels a bit different, doesn't it, Ed? Can you think of a football match you went to and suddenly the passage of time makes you feel differently about it? Yeah, definitely. Middlesbrough style Bucharest at the Riverside. Yes, I remember it very well. And so the other difference is fact number two. John's Gospel contains lots of things that Matthew, Mark and Luke do not contain. Like Jesus turning water into wine, probably his most famous miracle, and also raising Lazarus from the dead. That's in John, but it's not in any of the others. Which might make you think that, fact number three, that John was making stuff up. But actually, it's the most reliable gospel in the sense of John was Jesus's best friend. He was the disciple whom Jesus loved and he knew him better than anyone else. So we want to pay really close attention to what John says about his best friend. And imagine discovering that your best friend is the supreme being who was there at the creation of the universe. Jam, can I just check? Are you the supreme being? That's not for me to say. No, no, no. I'm, I'm obviously not. Okay. Um, I mean, I mean that, that would be an incredible moment. You're sitting would, down for a cup of tea with your best friend and, oh, no, <laughs> how did I miss that? I've got something to tell you, Ed. Yes, that would be quite a big thing. Anyway, we're going to have a little interview with John now. We're going to go over to Liz, who's actually with John, and is going to ask him why there isn't any Christmas in his gospel. Thanks, Jam. And I'm joined now by disciple and gospel writer John. Hello, John. Hello. I just wanted to check you've got the right John. I'm not John the Baptist. Sometimes I get a booking and they're hoping for baptisms and it's all a bit embarrassing. I'd imagine it is. I can do baptisms. I can baptise with the best of them. But you can tell they want the Baptist. So I usually just make my excuses and leave. No, no, it's you we want. You are the author of The Gospel of John. Your new book feels, well, unnecessary. We've already got three other Gospels. Do we really need a fourth Gospel? Well, of course, those other Gospels are marvellous. I think my friends Matthew, Mark and Luke are all excellent writers. I just wanted to do something a bit different. Well, you've managed that. One question we all want to know, why no Christmas story in your book? Have you got something against shepherds? Yes. No, I'm kidding. I love shepherds. Some of my best friends are shepherds. Well, actually, no, no, they're not. They're all fishermen. Good job I like fish. Anyway, who does shepherds better than Luke and who does wise men better than Matthew? I wanted to take a different angle. Matthew and Luke have angels. Don't you believe in angels? Live on air, do you want to tell us that you don't believe in angels? I completely believe in angels. I'm their biggest fan. They are totally real. I wanted to go a bit further back, to go deeper. Are you calling Matthew and Luke superficial? Is that why you don't mention Mary and Joseph? Do you think they're only in there for the kids? Matthew and Luke have done a great job of telling the Christmas story, but I go right back to the beginning of the Bible, which is... Genesis. Which means beginning. It's called that because that is the first word in the book of Genesis. The the book at the beginning of the whole Bible, about the beginning of everything, begins with the word beginning. Is that brilliant or what? Probably, if I knew what you were talking about. Well, Jesus, who I call the Word, was the one born at Christmas. And he was there at the very beginning of creation, even before Adam was created. Couldn't you have said it like that? I understood that. It's poetry. I want to get the readers talking and pondering and wondering. And whenever we open the Bible, it gets us talking and pondering and wondering about Jesus. 
So we're making good use of our time, especially at Christmas. Well, I think that's probably enough for now, John. You mean, it is finished? (laughs) That's a reference to what Jesus says later in my gospel. No spoilers. I've not finished your book yet. Ah, sorry. You've seen butterflies, haven't you? If you're listening to this with a smartphone nearby, you could get a picture of some butterflies. They're beautiful. They're fragile and they fly on hot summer days. They just dance past. You probably don't remember when you learned that butterflies come from caterpillars. I can't remember who told me. But to think about it now, it sounds unbelievable. Caterpillars are fat, wriggly, slow and prickly. They are nothing like butterflies. But we all know that before a butterfly comes a caterpillar. It's hard to understand or even to believe, but we all know it's true. A caterpillar becomes a butterfly. Before the baby in the manger, before baby Jesus, before the first Christmas, before the shepherds and the angels, before even Mary and Joseph, there was the Son of God. Like a caterpillar becomes a butterfly, the Son of God becomes a baby. John starts his gospel, his true story about Jesus' life, by showing us the before. To make it even harder to understand, John gives the Son of God a superhero name. John calls the Son of God the Word. Ready? Listen out for what we learn about the Son of God, who is... The Word. Before the world began, there was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were made through him. Nothing was made without him. The Son of God, the Word, was before the world began. He wasn't born. He wasn't created. He has always been there. He is God. But he was with God from before the start. How can he be with God and be God? Trinity alert. Hard topic. This may blow your mind. The Son of God is God. There is one God, not three. But God is three persons. Father, Son, Spirit. So, the Son of God can be with God and can also be God. The Son of God has always been, because he is God. The Son of God became a baby called Jesus. He became a baby to rescue us. I have a friend called Nen. He has two children. He lives in a house. He's also a fireman. He puts on his boots, pulls on his special fireman trousers and puts on his fireman helmet. Nen becomes a fireman. He does that to rescue people from the fire. When he saves someone, they just see Nen the fireman. They've never met his children. They don't know he loves a burger. They've never been to his house. They don't know what he was before. They just see Nen the fireman, the one who's come to rescue them. At that first Christmas, they saw baby Jesus. They didn't know who he was before. They had never met the Son of God before that day. The shepherds were told by the angels, Today in the town of David, a rescuer has been born to you. Because we needed more than a baby. 
We needed more than a man. We needed more than someone like you or me to rescue us. We needed the Son of God. The Word. This Christmas, we celebrate that the Son of God became a baby. Let me pray. Father, thank you that you are bigger than us. You were before us. You understand all things. And as we grow up and understand more, thank you we'll never understand everything you understand. I thank you that Jesus was before because he is the Son of God. I thank you that your Son came into the world as a baby to save us. Thank you that because he is not like us, he has saved us. Amen. Amen. I'm sure we've all got already lots of questions, <laughs> but to add to those questions, Ed's got questions. Under fives, the Son of God became a baby. What do caterpillars become? Fives to sevens, what is the superhero name that John gives to the Son of God? Eights to elevens, who is Jesus? How would you answer that question from what we've learnt today? It's got to be more than five words, but less than 20. Over 11s. Unless I'd been shown it, I wouldn't believe that caterpillars could become a butterfly. What makes you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, God himself? You could have a chat about that now by hitting pause. But we're going to carry on because we've got a song that will help get those words into our heads from our friend Randall Goodgame, Slugs and Bugs. Here we go. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Mm. He was in the beginning with God. Okay, thanks, Randall. And you can get details of that Slugs and Bugs Christmas album by going to the show notes and also Googling Slugs and Bugs Christmas. I'm sure you won't find it hard to find. So, Ed, we're nearly done. Do you want to tell us a little bit about something that our listeners could get hold of if they haven't already got one? Well, sadly, it's only for our listeners in the UK. But if you're in the UK, we have a calendar we've created, particularly for under fives, but it's got stickers. It's called Come Along Christmas. In the show notes, you'll find a link to buy one. There are 30 stickers, which means you don't even have to start it on the 1st of December. Jam, if you buy it on the 5th of December, what could you do? You could go on a great big sticker bender and just do five stickers. And are we pretending that it's only under fives who love stickers? 
adults love stickers way more than they let on, don't they? When you're done talking, when you're done praying, just find out who in your family loves stickers the most. Does anyone not like stickers? We'd love to hear about what you think about stickers, where you're listening to this show, what preparations you're making for Christmas, what you think about John, what you think about butterflies by sending us an email at podcast at faithinkids.org. And if you can get it to us in the next week or so, you'll feature in some of the episodes that are coming up. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks very much for listening, everyone, and we'll speak to you next time. Cheerio. Bye-bye. And here are those questions one more time. Under fives, the son of God became a baby. What do caterpillars become? Fives to sevens, what is the superhero name that John gives to the son of God? Eights to elevens, who is Jesus? How would you answer that question from what we've learned today? It's got to be more than five words, but less than 20. Over elevens, Unless I'd been shown it, I wouldn't believe that caterpillars could become a butterfly. What makes you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, God himself? (laughs) 